0: the 25th episode of Decoding Fox News, and I am your host, Julia Jeske. Each week, I watch and analyze 15 hours of Fox News and then break it down. I watch all the Fox News you'd never want to. This project is made possible by the Town Knight Center for News Integrity at the Craig Newmark Graduate School of Journalism at CUNY. I'm a graduate of that program, not a student, And if you don't know me, I have a long history covering and researching the far right, specifically a hate group known as the Proud Boys. Now, today has been a doozy of a day because I have a deadline and I've got to hit that deadline, which is I have to get the newsletter and podcast done, finished by tonight. And as you probably know, if you're listening to this, my listeners and readers are hyper vigilant about Uh, keeping track of the news mar-a-lago uh donald j trump's residence and golf course resort club whatever you want to call it was raided (laughs) was raided i believe by the fbi i can i'm in shock and i you know i i have to finish this podcast and i have to i did finish the newsletter but honestly had i briefly paused i would not know any more than you guys would so that's part of the reason why i just said you know what get the deadline hit the deadline because you're just going to be getting this new second hand um and i have a feeling fox news is just going to completely ignore it because they tend to ignore anything this crazy which is a great example of what happened last week so we're just going to segue right in to last week i've got six clips they are long so in order to get through this we're just gonna i'm gonna have to kind of speed through it a little bit i look at it this way though the clips tell the story better than i can um i curated the clips, so it's still kind of my voice so here we go here's the headline fox news pay no attention to biden's great week the country is going to hell and tucker carlson almost went full nazi which is true. A typical Fox News viewer would likely have no idea that last week major legislation passed in both houses of Congress. They might also be confused on how to react to the Speaker of the House trip to Taiwan. And they might have also missed out on the excellent jobs report that showed the U.S. economy added over half a million new jobs in July. So, if you were following the news last week, you would know that President Joe Biden probably had the best week of his presidency last week. A bill that would help veterans suffering from toxic chemical exposure passed both houses, as did a bill that would support the domestic manufacture of semiconductor chips. Biden's greatest recent achievement was the passage of the Inflation Reduction Act, which garnered support from two conservative Democrats, Senator Joe Manchin of West Virginia and Kristen Cinema of arizona i also call them conservative i don't don't find them moderate at all biden also scored big on the international front when al-qaeda leader aman hal swahari was killed by a cia drone strike in kabul afghanistan and gas prices also fell for 50 straight days and the u.s economy added 528,000 new jobs despite a drop in gdp for the second quarter in a row so yes it was a crazy week. The Rise of Dark Brandon. <laughs> which is a hilarious meme to take on the Let's Go Brandon meme that was promoted by the right, which is a very rude thing to say about our president because they're basically saying you, Biden. That's the... It's sort of code word for you, Biden. And, um... Wow. And so some people came up with the idea of Dark Brandon. And it's... You know, cause our president just did all of this while also being diagnosed and suffering from COVID-19. So it's been quite the week. Um, and I also want to premise that last week I did 20 hours of Fox news because on a whim, something told me to follow Tucker Carlson tonight. And most of the clips this week are from Tucker Carlson tonight. So I'm glad I followed that hunch. He was just giving it to me all week. Now, Democrats run cities. That sounds terrible. That sounds ter- what What I just said sounds so vulgar, and yet I just meant giving me bad clips. Or good clips, depending on how you look at it. Anyway, so one of the main, um, stories that Fox News was really promoting, which they've been doing for months, is this idea that crime is out of control, Democrat cities are falling apart, everyone's fleeing, you know the major cities somewhat true but not nearly as bad as they promote it uh rents are going up in new york city i can tell you that much so there's no exodus happening here but they've been promoting this idea that bail reform has led to bedlam has led to wild increases in crime it's somewhat true but they, the the rise in crime started under president trump in 2020 during the pandemic and it's a kind of an uneven mess some forms of crime are going up some are going down uh domestic abuse has gone down murders are slightly decreased um so has like gun violence has slightly decreased it's kind of all over the place property crimes certain types of property crimes have decreased certain types of property crimes have gone up it's not really worth getting into all the minutiae I'm just pointing out that Fox News was basically being very misleading and acting like this was the major story Um, they really focused a lot on Pelosi, but we'll get to that in a minute. And I included some of this stuff on the newsletter. I showed one of the, the biggest myths right now is they keep acting like this is the worst crime wave we've ever had in the United States. It's just far from that. Um, I included a chart from the New York times that shows, uh, the murder rate from 1990 until now, and it's dropped considerably even with this recent spike and it's actually trending downward. So, some of this is just hysteria and fear-mongering on the part of Fox News. They love trashing cities. They love trashing uh, Democrat cities. They love trashing blue states. A quote that I pulled from the Brennan Center, uh, they did a report called Myths and Realities, Understanding Recent Trends in Violent Crime, was, despite politicized claims that the rise was the result of criminal justice reform in liberal-leaning jurisdictions, Murders rose roughly equally in cities run by Republicans and cities run by Democrats. So-called red states actually saw some of the highest murder rates of all. This data makes it difficult to pin recent trends on local policy shifts and reveals the basic inaccuracy of attempts to politicize a problem as complex as crime. Instead, the evidence points to broad national causes driving rising crime. And it's an excellent report it's several pages long i just pulled that quote because i thought it summarized it quite well um i and again my main thrust of reporting is fox news not every single story they cover (laughs) i wish i could get to that but I, i i think i would need like a staff i would need like an army of journalists and i don't have that so but the first clip of the week come is part of that same theme this is from tucker carlson tonight It was a monologue that he had about woke DAs and these kind of of out-of-control criminal justice reform where Democrats were promoting the idea of criminals running free and chaos and bedlam and all that. And he focused on billionaire George Soros, who is a 91-year-old man who's a survivor of World War II, and he tends to donate a lot of money to progressive causes. Now, in the right wing, Soros is seen as the all-purpose boogeyman. They will weave him in to stories he has nothing to do with. They will blame him on things he's he's not even touched or not even a part of. I personally have been accused of being paid by uh, George Soros multiple times, which I find hilarious because, of course, I have not been paid (laughs) a dime by George Soros. I even know, I won't reveal it because it's not really that important but i even know who funded the grants uh that i currently do live off of and the grant actually came from a corporation it did not come from george soros and it was i'll give you a sort of a hint the grant uh came from a corporation that got into trouble for pushing misinformation disinformation and they kind of wanted to improve their image and do better by donating a lot of money to news integrity programs which this is so Again, I won't say the name of the corporation because I don't know if I should or can, but it, 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 that was a big chunk of the grant. So it's not George Soros. <laughs> George Soros does not give me any money. I, d- I always find that funny, though, because, you know, why not? He's all-knowing. And I will just say on the flip side, there's plenty even more right-wing billionaires who are incredibly aggressive about their political yeah. donations, including the Koch brothers, even though there's not only one Koch brother left the Mercer family, Adelson when he was still alive. There's just, I I could keep going. There's plenty, Peter Thiel, I would say Elon Musk now at this point. There's plenty of billionaires with tons of clout and tons of money who give to right-wing causes. So there's no dearth of right-wing billionaires. Are you kidding me? So what happened with this clip is I was going to edit it for Soros, the word Soros, because he said it 27 times. In 13 minutes and i decided that i picked up on something that was very sinister in this clip the second time i listened to it and i went back and i'd already edited Soros out maybe 20 times and just threw it all out dumped it started over and i went through the whole monologue and i just cut all the fat out and just got to like your beginning your arc your end and so i took out all the examples that tucker carlson was using and i looked up the religion ...of the man he kept referring to, because he made a quote about how this district attorney had used a Bible quote, and how that was quote-unquote, disgusting. And I thought that was odd, because I thought, now, why on earth would you find it disgusting that someone used a Bible quote? That seems very strange. So I thought, is this man an atheist? Is he, like, an avowed, like, I hate religion of all kinds? No. This man is Jewish. And so is George Soros. So I had a real problem with this. And when I took away all the extraneous fat on this monologue, it was very clear what Tucker Carlson was saying.
1: So for the past several years, something not so different has been happening in our country. George Soros has decided to destroy the American justice system. And he's doing it with prosecutors. here. But until a few hours ago, no one had really done anything about it. But then today, Governor Ron DeSantis of Florida, a man who, unlike George Soros, has actually been elected by American voters, decided to sack a Soros-backed prosecutor in his state who's been relentlessly politicizing the justice system in Tampa. That man's name is Andrew Warren. For six years, Warren has refused to enforce laws that George Soros doesn't like. Sincere Christians, for example. Andrew Warren considers them criminals. Two years ago, Warren had a Tampa pastor arrested for the crime of holding a church service. And then he bragged about it, watch.
2: A defiant Florida pastor
1: arrested for openly blatantly violating a ban on large gatherings, continuing to hold Sunday church services. What you have here is a pastor arrested for holding a church service. This is the criminal, but Andrew Warren didn't care. He doesn't like pastors like that because pastors like that believe in a power higher than George Soros. So he tried to send that man to jail. Then in one of the slimiest moments ever caught on videotape, Andrew Warren quoted the Christian Gospels to justify this oppression and abuse. Watch
3: this. Valid. Lastly, I'd remind the good pastor of Mark 12:31, which says there's no more important commandment than to love thy neighbor as thyself. Loving your neighbors is protecting them, not jeopardizing their health by exposing them to this deadly virus.
1: It's just disgusting on every level. How dare you, actually? Here you have a law enforcement official telling constituents not to, quote, hide behind the First Amendment by trying to hold church services. That's a right you're born with. It cannot be taken away by some Soros-backed prosecutor. Then that same law enforcement official mocks Christians, setting the Bible as a justification for suspending religious freedom.
0: Yeah, there's so many things wrong with that clip. I mean, there's just, I, when I re-listen to it, ...and took out all the examples and all the, like, superfluous stuff... ...that Tucker had put in between those segments. Because, again, it's a much longer segment. I just took out all the extra. You don't notice it as much. But when I took all that out and just found your beginning, your middle, your end, your arc... ...he's basically saying it's disgusting that a Jewish man would quote the Bible. He's not saying it, but he's saying it. And I will call him on this because I know for a fact... He has followers who know exactly what he just said. I am not going to hold back. I will not. I will not apologize for this. I know exactly what he's doing. It's just like when he said the comment about, oh, we aligned ourselves with Joseph Stalin in World War II. Ugh. Like, that was a bad thing. Well, why did we do that? Well, I don't know, because Nazis were taking over Europe and were hell-bent on taking over the whole planet if we allowed them, if we let them, and they were slaughtering Jews by the millions along with other ethnic groups so I'm sorry Tucker Carlson yeah I'm gonna disagree with you on the aligning with Stalin in World War II, and I don't think that this was accidental and I don't think this was very subtle and it's absolutely disgusting what he just said I will use his word I think that's disgusting because I think a Jewish person can quote the gospel singular by the way Mark, which is the first gospel, there are four. And they don't tell the same story, there are variations. So I got worked up because whenever I see anti-Semitism coming out of Fox News, I kind of lose my mind a little bit. And the only person who really pushes it is Tucker freaking Carlson. And the other layer here is, was the comment that he made about Warren, the DA, not believing in a higher power, higher than George Soros, which again plays into a million anti-Semitic tropes of the poor Christians being persecuted by these scheming Jews, and I am sick of it, that is conspiracy theory. Millions of people died because someone else promoted that idea. So, no, I will not sit back and just let you do it and smugly sit there, especially when I know for a fact, as a researcher of extremism, that they brag about the fact that you promote their ideals. And I could pay, I could bet money right now, if I went to Parlor or Gab, I would find, Every single elected official who happens to be Jewish promoted and listed on those sites, because it's exactly what they do, I've seen it firsthand. So in order to quickly transition, this next clip is Will Kane completely switching his position on Pelosi's trip to Taiwan from Wednesday on Fox & Friends until he sub-hosted for Tucker Carlson on Tucker Carlson Tonight on Friday. That's exactly right.
3: All right, let's get started with some news. First of all, Nancy Pelosi is set to leave Taiwan this morning. She's headed to South Korea.
0: There she goes.
3: As you can see, that's the plane taking off. This has been quite a statement of a trip, both to the Chinese Communist Party and I think back home here in America as well. Nancy Pelosi told the Taiwanese president that she is standing by the promise that America has always made to Taiwan and independence. But we, we, we can take a moment. You know, I think we should take a moment and actually praise Nancy Pelosi. A rare occasion where what we're watching is, I think, exactly what Ainsley said. We will not be bossed around by the Chinese Communist Party. We will not be told yeah. where on the global stage we can and cannot go. And Nancy Pelosi, in this moment, is someone who is showing some strength. You pointed out it's, it's received bipartisan praise, Ainsley. Uh, here's an example Lindsey Graham saying it's good that Nancy Pelosi won't be bullied by the CCP.
0: Now, as you can hear in that clip, that was overwhelming praise for Nancy Pelosi. And two days later, when Will Cain was asked to substitute host for Tucker Carlson on Tucker Carlson Tonight, his entire demeanor towards Nancy Pelosi had radically changed.
3: Speaking of fighting climate change, Nancy Pelosi seems to have messed that up for Democrats. China's government just announced that it will no longer coordinate with the US on climate change. Now that's a big Miranda. I don't know what exactly was accomplished here by Nancy Pelosi. Yes, if this was a trip about her ego, then nothing, including mm-hmm. apparently the platform of the Democratic Party, could really hold a candle to that ego. Because if this you're...
2: this sort of vanity trip by Nancy right.
3: Pelosi Yeah, compounded by ego. Um,
2: But uh, she should never have been throwing herself into the pot without coordinating it with the rest of the
3: administration. Messy, uncoordinated, egotistical and weak. That's not a good combination, Miranda.
0: (laughs) So the Miranda he's referring to is Miranda Devine of the New York Post. She wrote a book on Hunter Biden. She basically appears somewhere on Fox at least two, three times a week. Now, you can hear in that clip, he goes from literally saying this is a sign of strength to two days later saying it's weak. So somebody must have talked to Mr. Kane and said, you know what, you're going to say this next time you're on air. I'm not sure what happened, but I knew, I suspected that that's exactly what would happen, which is why I saved that clip from Fox and Friends, because I went, I can't believe they're praising Nancy Pelosi, this can't last. So that's typical Fox News, they just, you know, Pay no attention to the show you just watched two days ago. We're going to hope that you didn't pay attention, because now we're going to trash Nancy Pelosi. So the next one up is our bogus expert of the week. Oh my god. The accordion is coming, guys. Let me tell you something, but I have an injured shoulder right now. I have an impinged shoulder, which, if you don't know, is extremely painful. It's a true story. I'm not lying when I say that, so I'm working on it. I'm working on it. But anyway, okay, so our bogus expert of the week, as I do my Minnesota accent, is a man named Joe Bastardi. He's won this before. I'll play the clip. It's nutty. He's appeared on Hannity and Tucker Carlson. I'm sure he's appeared on other Fox shows. He's a classic. He technically is an expert. He is a meteorologist, but he's widely discredited by pretty much everybody else except for... The handful of climate change deniers. Here we go.
4: 15, 16, seven major hurricanes hit on the Gulf Coast. All right, in a in a, in a two-year period. I mean, it was like a, a spray gun, and they hit as category threes and fours. Now people say, well, they hit as threes and fours, but Camille, uh, Camille, and uh, Camille hit as a five, of course. Katrina and Rita and Wilma, they were all category fives. Yeah, they were category fives out over the water, but they weakened coming to land, right? Now, we don't know, I mean, who was was out there uh, doing reconnaissance in 1915, 16? Snoopy and the Red Baron? You don't think anybody was out there flying around in these, these storms? Hurricanes now, when they start to develop, are like they're in intensive care units. They're just constantly monitored. They don't do anything without us seeing what's going on. So if there's a sudden spike in intensity that we wouldn't have seen before. People, are, oh my goodness, this is the fastest ramp up we have, we've ever seen, right? Which is why I am an advocate, believe it or not, of seeding hurricanes as they come to the coast. Uh, if you have an intensifying hurricane coming to the coast, go after it, we had Project Storm Fury, try to disrupt the eyewall processes and the processes of the feeding in of the hurricane of the energy because in any given system in nature, I don't care if it's a guy running a 9-1 sprint, okay? If you dis- disrupt the perfect situation to make them the perfect athlete, the perfect hurricane or whatever, anything you could do will knock it off its peak.
0: Project Storm Fury was a program the U.S. government tried from 1962 to 1983. It was an attempt to cloud seed hurricanes in the hopes that it would lessen their intensity. It didn't work. Bastardi also left out some storms. Hurricane Andrew hit land as a Category 5 in 1992. Hurricane Katrina hit land as Category 4 in 2005. Hurricane Michael hit land as a Category 5 in 2018. And Hurricane Ida hit land as a Category 4 in 2021. The funny thing about that one is it took me all of five minutes to debunk his craziness because I went seeding hurricanes that sounds nutty so i googled uh storm fury project storm fury and there's a whole wikipedia page on it and there's other articles on it and they all basically said yeah they tried this for about 20 years it didn't work and then you know he his whole bastardy's whole thing is he tries to talk about historical weather patterns and because there was extreme weather in the past then we shouldn't be alarmed that there's extreme weather now which is very weak because the extreme weather that we're having now is is accelerating it's getting worse it's happening more often so he's just kind of nutty and you know sometimes these people go out on these limbs and they claim oh i know more than anybody just because they know it gets them attention they'll make money people will buy their books and he probably believes he's crazy but um you know it's like the COVID doctors who would kind of make up stuff where come up with a crazy theory and the rest of the scientific community would go are you nuts and they just double down because it gets them attention they get some followers they sell books they get you know media appearances so it's bizarre but i would say best starty is probably in that same vein uh but yeah and nobody challenges them on anything of course it's just like oh thanks thanks so much so a new category that we started i started last week's stories fox news push that are not newsworthy i'll just go through them very quickly um the dui arrest of paul pelosi unfortunate i did some research into that he's the husband of speaker nancy pelosi he most likely since this is his first offense as far as anyone can tell will lose his license for six months he'll probably pay a fine and he'll probably be subject to classes where he learns about like alcohol awareness and basically is told hey don't do this again he didn't hurt anyone. I'm not an advocate for drunk driving. I hate drunk driving. It's awful. I know people who've lost loved ones from drunk driving. I don't know, though, since no one was hurt and his blood alcohol level wasn't that high and it looks like he's going to go ahead and face the consequences. There was no deal pulled here. The whole nine yards is by the book. I have a feeling, okay, he'll lose his license for six months or he'll pay a fine, whatever. I don't think this is a major story to put uh, a lot of focus on and apparently Fox News put a lot of focus on it's like 12 minutes which is it should have been like 30 seconds in my opinion and apparently Jesse Waters was like dedicating all last week to it but I wasn't watching him but I did pick up on that from comments he made about it on the five another one is uh they predicted our AOC will run for president based on absolutely nothing And that liz cheney would also run for president based on absolutely nothing and they really pushed this and the five dedicated an entire segment to aoc running for president even though she's not and jesse waters took it uh to a whole new level when he basically said she should get married and have a baby first before she runs for president in a just bizarro misogynistic disgusting little rant so Now, the next clip takes us into the next segment that I would call Not Newsworthy, where Laura Ingram decided to go back to Minneapolis over two years after the George Floyd murder and riots that followed to see how the city is doing, which seemed a bit odd because it's not the anniversary. I'm not sure why this is of the utmost importance to cover right now, given all of the other issues going on in the world today and in the country, but that's what she does. And in this segment, Tucker Carlson sort of hijacks it and makes it his own, where he includes part of her segment on his show. So here you go.
1: Just over two years ago that a violent ex-con called George Floyd got arrested in Minneapolis for trying to pass a counterfeit $20 bill and promptly died of a fentanyl O.D., or at least that's what the medical examiner apparently determined. I don't think we're allowed to say that on TV, but anyway,
3: he died.
0: So I broke this up because on audio it's a lot harder to hear this. You're going to hear Laura Ingram just contradict What Tucker just said.
3: This is like 26
0: months after Floyd was killed. Notice the verb that Ingram uses there is killed, not died. She says killed as if he was murdered. So she completely contradicts Tucker, and then we go right back to Tucker. This is in the same segment. I just edited it, but it's in the same segment. Destroy the city.
1: They put this cop in prison for the rest of his life. We all have to pretend he committed murder, which he didn't, but whatever. We have to pretend it.
0: And then they leave and they move on to the next thing to destroy. So, if you're wondering why I tend to call someone like Tucker Carlson a Nazi, when he makes comments like this, it's really hard to hold it in. The theory that he just promoted is promoted on the far, far right by people who really do seriously promote the idea that George Floyd died of a drug overdose, and that image of the video of the, the cop kneeling on this man's neck for several minutes until he died was just a, you know, just, that was a coincidence. And he really just died of fentanyl over overdose and, you know, the, the neck thing had nothing to do with it. It's just absurd. It's completely absurd. You know, there were trials and Chauvin, the cop that killed George Floyd, was found guilty. And the other cops that were with him, the other officers that were with him, all also faced federal charges, were also found guilty. So this just gets a little ridiculous. Um, but that's what they do. They just make up reality. Um, it's really repugnant repugnant segment there now very quickly I'm going to go down this list just rapid fire because this is going to be a longer podcast but we go stories that Fox ignored there is fighting in Gaza between Israel and Islamic Jihad militants in Palestine Fox Fox never mentions Israel it's just pretty much Israel Palestine is never brought up on Fox News Protests in Iraq erupt after a popular cleric called for revolution. This one's kind of a huge story. They took over Parliament. Fox News did not mention it. Uh, four former and current Louisville police officers were arrested on federal charges for the death of Riona Taylor. You know Fox News did not mention this. Goddamn, I was mad about that one, because I knew they wouldn't mention it. I knew they wouldn't mention it, and people have been calling for justice for that poor woman for years. And it's finally happening, and Fox ignored it. Because they always ignore any story where a black person is victimized by law enforcement. I've already established this trend. The July jobs report. It was mentioned on Fox, but they completely downplayed it. They tried to act like it was a bad thing. The economy added over half a million jobs. Heat waves, extreme weather across the United States. I searched through the whole mega transcript. I make a transcript of all 20 hours, and I look for words. Um, heat wave wildfire and floods were barely mentioned they included them in weather segments on fox and friends that was it they just they don't care they just do not report on climate change it's another thing they always ignore mortgage rates actually dropped rapidly despite the fed raising the prime interest rate so that was interesting the former governor of puerto rico wanda vasquez garced was arrested on an alleged bribery scheme that's kind of a big story Voters in Kansas was huge! This was huge! (laughs) Overwhelmingly supported abortion access in their state. They had a referendum. There was record turnout. And the voters said, No! We don't want this! Fox mentioned it, but really just kept moving on. And in the shows that I watched this week, it was barely mentioned at all. It was just like a joke. The PACT Act passed. This is going to lead into the next segment. The PACT Act. It was a law that was supposed to help veterans who were injured by toxic chemicals while they were serving. And burn pits used in Iraq caused all kinds of health problems and cancers and all kinds of chronic issues that have greatly reduced the um, quality of life for many, many veterans. And they really struggled to get benefits because they couldn't prove it was the burn pits. And this law was made to put an end to that so they can get benefits. And it's a beautiful, great thing that happened. And Jon Stewart was a huge advocate for it. Fox barely mentioned it. And it was shameful that the Republicans tried to shut it down over some stupid technicality. And they basically were shamed so much, they changed their tune and they voted for it. The war in Ukraine. New story that Fox completely ignored. Barely mentioned it. It was like nothing. Ukraine has deals to get grain out of the country. There are the weapons that the U.S. and other uh, European countries have given them or helping them turn the corner a little bit in the war with Russia. So there's a lot going on, but Fox didn't talk about it. And then finally, Deshaun Watson was suspended for six games for disciplinary um, by a disciplinary officer for sexual harassment and misconduct claims by multiple women. He's an NFL player. Fox didn't mention it. Um, Fox did kind of do a bit of like a fake commercial for Live Golf. They just kept talking about Live Golf. They kept interviewing people from Live Golf. Live golf is a new tournament that's supposed to challenge the PGA that is funded from Saudi Arabia. And they had their last tournament at a Trump golf course. So this is like scandal, scandal, scandal. And Fox was just rah, rah live golf, which is what? And then you're going to criticize Biden for going to Saudi Arabia. I don't know how you justify that, but that's Fox news for you. So this next one is the, I call it the comic relief moment. It is Tucker Carlson uh, trying to shame John Stewart and, well, forgetting that the Internet has a very, very long memory. Here you go.
1: That's John Stewart. The famous John Stewart looks like a homeless mental patient. He's shrieking and disheveled and very short, really short, too short to date. Was he always that short? What happened? Where's he been the last seven years?
0: So yeah, that was the first half of the clip. The second half is from Crossfire from 2004. I'll let it speak for itself.
2: You're doing theater when you should be doing debate, which would be great. Well, you do deb- no, so it's, 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 it's not, not, pro- honest. What you do not honest. honest. What you do it's is not honest. What you do is partisan hackery. And I'll, and I'll tell you, you why and John I, I know You
1: on your show and you sniff his throne, and you're accusing us of
2: partisan hackery? Absolutely. You're You've a, got to be kidding, man. You're, you're on, on CNN. You say. My, the show that leads into me is. Puppets making crank phone calls. What is wrong with you? Well, I'm just saying there's no reason for you when you have this marvelous opportunity not
1: to be the guy's butt boy to go ahead and be his butt boy. Yes, that no. Is embarrassing.
2: I was absolutely his butt boy. I was so far. You would not believe what he ate two weeks ago. You know, the interesting thing that I have is you have a responsibility to the public discourse, and you, you failed miserably. School, I think you need to go to one. The the thing that I want to say is. When you have people on for just knee-jerk reactionary talk—wait—I thought you were going to be funny. Come on, be funny. No, no, I'm not going to be your monkey. Um, okay. Go ahead, go ahead. I watch your show every day, and it kills me. I can tell you, love it's it. so—oh, it's so painful to watch. Um, you know. Because we need what you do. This is such a great opportunity you have here to actually get politicians really off of their marketing anyway? and strategy. Yeah, it's someone who watches your show and cannot take it anymore. I just can't. What's it like to have dinner with you? It must I'm be
1: excruciating. St- do you like lecture people like this? Or do you come over to their house and sit and lecture them and you know they're not doing the right thing, that they're missing their opportunities, evading their responsibilities? If I think they
2: are. Look. I wouldn't want to eat with you, man. That's horrible. I know, and you won't. But the thing we I want to get to-promised to, naked pictures of this for Yeah, we Lord did. King. No. Let's get to those. Why can't we just talk? Book. Please, I beg of you guys. I please. think you watched you too much Crossfire. What's We're going to take a quick no, 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 break. No, no, look, no, no. Hold please. on please. We've got we We've got commercials. Please. Next.
1: Can stop? In the rapid fire.
2: Please. Hopefully stop. he'll be
0: here. We hope. We thank you. Yeah, yes, so to give some context on that clip, that was a show. Crossfire was a show on CNN in the early aughts 2004, and it was very sensationalized and vicious fighting, and it was. Cartoonish and that's kind of what Jon Stewart was making fun of and being very critical of now soon after that appearance on crossfire The show got canceled um, And a lot of people attribute it to Jon Stewart's appearance and I also think that the viciousness between the two of them Because Jon Stewart didn't attack Tucker Carlson first Tucker Carlson decided to go after him with that clip and Then pretty much the entire internet reminded him of the crossfire clip. (laughs) I was one of many that I put the two clips together and my tweet got like 80,000 views and that was just one that got tens of thousands of views. So um I think John Stewart and the general public let their venom out towards Tucker Carlson because we know now he's gotten so much worse. And it was kind of great to see the internet react to that um because know here's john stewart fighting for a bill to to protect and help veterans who've been injured and yeah he's screaming in the clip which is why tucker carlson was making fun of him and what's tucker carlson doing sitting in his studio in maine spouting his opinion doing nothing else i mean shut up like people like john stewart he's not perfect but come on give me a break so um other than that there's by the numbers which is all charts um which are more visual than they are audio Um, So I'll just go by very quickly, the big surprise of this week was China was used 323 times out of 20 hours, IRS was 210, Um, they're basically trying to couch the um, Inflation Reduction Act as a huge tax increase and that everybody's going to get audited and that's just absurd. One of my favorite uh, authors and a a fellow journalist is David K. Johnston, wrote an entire book about why underfunding the IRS is actually really bad for everyone, because they, they don't have enough agents or manpower to go after the bigger cheats who are ripping them off of millions of dollars, um, and they're more likely to go after smaller people. So we actually want more. It's counterintuitive as it might seem. More agents equal more battles with people who would actually rip off our government in the tune of millions of dollars. And if you've noticed, like trying to get a refund, trying to get anything processed through the IRS has been incredibly slow. And that's partly because they're massively underfunded. That started back in the, I believe it was like the nineties. This push to uh, slash and cut and burn the IRS, which seems popular. And people are like, yay, until you know, it's 2022 and nobody can get a return. And it's just a big, huge disaster. So this week. I'm going to be, uh, so don't believe the hype on the Inflation Reduction Act, and I believe the book is called Free Lunch by David K. Johnson. Highly recommend him as a writer. His stuff is so great, and you can read, it, read his books in like two, three days. They're just really easy to read. He, he takes incredibly complex tax law and breaks it down in a consumable way. Love it so uh this week i'll be following the five again the first hour of fox and friends and i'm going back to jesse water's prime time i cannot stand his show uh it's kind of disorganized and sloppy but he does do very well in the ratings and i feel because of that i should keep an eye on him because he has more influence i think it's his time slot more than anything maybe his youth i'm not sure but that is it for the podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I'm on all social media, Instagram, TikTok, uh, Facebook under my own name, and, of course, Twitter. I got 500 followers this past week. Oh, my goodness. Thank you so much. If you're new to the podcast, thanks for listening. My podcast mascots, Odin and Thor, and their love. They are cats. They are fabulous. And I will see you at the next podcast. Might have one this week, might not. Not sure yet. Thank you so much.